0: Hey there and welcome to queer i am lord a brand new show where two or more gather to kiki in god's name as i like to say um jorge olivares of heyjore.com and today i'm joined by a fellow catholic somebody i had a chance to meet online which i think is part of the beautiful part of this moment where you get to meet community members kind of where they are which for the most part is online And when I put out the call for queer Catholics to be able to talk about their experiences and their stories, I was very glad to receive a message from somebody who we're going to refer to throughout the entire episode as C. Now C is somebody who's had quite the journey themselves, and we'll get into it a little bit, both on a personal and professional front. And so without me getting too much into it, I'd rather have you hear from C herself. Um, So C, thank you so much for joining me and for being willing to to share your story with, with everybody here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much
0: for having me. You did mention to me before that you're originally from the D.C. area. And as you mentioned, Joe Biden, and we joked about this also. So it feels interesting to be able to start our conversation with our new Catholic president, uh, because I feel like that has been sort of lost in the mix in the Mm -hmm. course of the historic nature of his presidency, particularly after Trump. Um, Is that something that spoke to you, like the fact that Biden is a Catholic has some some of the same ideals that one would imagine that other Catholics have?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just know I was so excited, um, of course, when he got elected, because I don't know, I just feel very seen by Joe Biden, because he just, I think, speaks to just normal Catholics, right? Like, we see so many people online, I think, especially in Catholic spaces, who are very traditional, and they've taken this very scary, you know, in some cases, Uh, just extreme uh, right wing or white supremacist kind of identity. And, um, you know, that should be obviously very concerning to everyone who, you know, professes to be Catholic. But so it just is really nice to have someone who embodies religion in a way that like, I identify with, whereas, Trump, we saw him use religion mostly as a prop, right? Like we see him mm-hmm. hold up the Bible in front of St. John's Church, um, you know, tear gassing protesters to be able to have that um, that photo op back in the summer. And um, so it's just, it's nice to have someone that I'm not like embarrassed by <laughs> that they have their, you know, when they have their Catholic identity, like out in the open like this. Um, so I just know that the time when, I can't remember what speech exactly it was, but um, when Joe Biden quoted the hymn on Eagle's Wings, I just felt very, you know, seen by that. I love that hymn. Um, so it's just really been such a neat moment, um, I think, to be Catholic, especially as a queer Catholic too, would have someone in the White House who is very, um, you know, pro-LGBTQ um, rights and is, you know, actively working towards that. So I know I'm just, I'm very, you know, hopeful for this administration
0: you mentioned that there was quite a bit of similarities between you and Joe Biden in terms of identification at the type of Catholic that you feel that you are. Um, to just kind of put that into words, how would you describe that kind of Catholic? Are you somebody who's very observant about masses, about days of obligation? I'm definitely one who does not do the days of obligation, even though I probably should. But like, there's, there's certain levels of commitment that we each have to the faith Um, And so I'm curious if you're willing to share what that is for listeners.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm a cradle Catholic um, and I have gone to Catholic schools for most most of my life, Um, actually in a um, graduate program now. So just my life is like just very thoroughly Catholic in every sense. Um, But a graduate
0: program for theology, correct?
1: Yes, I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, (laughs) it's just very, very Catholic. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess I think that I've really had, um, I've gone through, through stages with my faith. So just kind of moving from sort of just, I, so I grew up in the Southeast. Um, and so just moving from, I think just this very conservative Catholicism of where it's more about, you know, we have these like really like outlandish liturgies and we do all these, like, you know, we do these feast days and whatnot. And, um, it's about you know, voting Republican and it's about um having like the perfect nuclear family and everything. And so um, you know, I, I was raised in in that uh in that milieu. And I think now especially um kind of learning more about myself and like my queer identity, which has been not something that has been um I think completely obvious to me throughout my entire life. And that's something I'm coming kind of coming into more now. Um, that's kind of helped me have more of a maturity of faith, I think. So, um, I think just, yeah, like, I know that's kind of like a little bit convoluted, but it's definitely been a journey and it hasn't, you know, looked the same way every, every stage. So,
0: I, I love the fact that you talk about, I mean, to an extent, like the highs and lows of this journey, because as, as we, as queer folks try to figure out our place in the world, when you throw in religion, it's like, well, fuck, I was just trying to come to terms with who I was as a queer person. Now I have to think about this thing that's followed me my entire life. Um, But I think there's something to be said about the choice of it all, right? Like right now you've you've made the choice to pursue this graduate degree in theology because there's a level of interest there. There's something about it that fascinates you to a particular degree. What is it about theology that kind of at the center of it all you think, I just really wanna dig deeper into
1: this oh man (laughs) I could I could just go on forever um (laughs) so I think like so just in Catholic school I was the one person in my class the only person who loved religion class like I was literally the only one everybody else just was like I hate this um I've always learned I always just like loved learning about the faith um whether that's been the stories of the saints or I think church history is fascinating. It's very, you know, problematic in some cases, but um, just, you know, very fascinating. And um, yeah, I think just there's this quote that like I read one time and I think it just really resonates with me is that um, the goal of all theology is to clear the way for God. And so just like the sense of when we do theology and we learn about theology, it's not like learning who God is, it's more of like an unlearning and it's more of a um, just kind of like clearing what we think or who we think God is. And so we're like more able to understand God, even though we can't fully understand God. But um, I think that's kind of how I've seen my journey Um, just with theology and the church is just this at first I thought it was learning about God, but more, it's more of an unlearning, you know, and just like clearing the way, clearing the obstacles of who I think God is, if that makes sense. So.
0: What were some of those preconceived thoughts you had about God that you've now kind of forced yourself to unlearn?
1: Well, I think just um, that to be who God wants you to be, you have to, that that image of that kind of person has to resonate with everyone else in your life. And that, like that person, that sort of any kind of affirmation of you living out the vocation that God has called you to, like, has to be affirmed and understood by everybody, which is totally, I think just as a queer person, like just so opposite to how I like live my life right now. But um I think just this sense of like thinking that um just just realizing that the church doesn't have all the answers and that like the church um you know as a catholic like of course i like believe in you know the teachings of the church but also like understanding that some of those teachings are not fully developed because we don't like we're still like when we talk about revelation in the catholic church like that is a that's a living revelation. It's something that continues to unfold that as theologians, we continue to unpack. And so I think that just recognizing, um, yeah, that there's still so much to unfold, I think. I don't know if that makes sense. No,
0: it does. And I think everybody will always find themselves at a time where they're trying to unfold it all because it's so complex and it's so... Um, all the nuances that come with this particular subject are, are just ever-present. Um, I want to go back to a little bit about this idea of clearing the path for God. I think that's such a beautiful way to, to approach not only faith, but to approach something that means a lot to you, this, you know, pursuing a, a theological degree. Um, would you say that it is the path that you're currently clearing for God was a messy one, a clearer one? Like, I think... The, the work that comes into clearing a path is so all encompassing that I can imagine that as, as wonderful as that phrasing sounds about clearing the path for God, the actual physicality of doing it, maybe not so much.
1: Yeah, so um, I guess like just in learning more, cause I, I identify like, I think as I'd say like a lesbian. Um, and so just in learning more about that identity, I feel like I can come to describe my, like, just journey of my sexuality unfolding as just, like, a the plot of a bad lesbian movie, honestly, because, like, <laughs> I, it's just so funny, because, you know, I was in a very serious relationship um, with a man, and then just something happened. Um, it was a very, like, sudden breakup and everything, and just my life just kind of, like, from there had a crisis of sexuality and it was it was just wild but um so yeah it's it could really just be a, a bad lesbian movie but um i think just just in this clearing the way for god is just for me personally that's meant um i think just getting rid of these like masks of these these outward appearances of what i thought it meant to be like a faithful person and a person who was living out their vocation. So to me, like 10 years ago, I thought that meant being like a like straight Catholic woman, like married to a um, Catholic man that outwardly had like the perfect marriage, the, the kids, the everything. Um, and that you know, is obviously not where I am right now. And I'm so happy about that. Um, I would have been miserable because it was really just keeping up these appearances. And if, you know, we just, that's, that's not who God expects us to be. Um, so really that clearing the way for God, for me has been just getting rid of these, these appearances, just getting rid of the things that aren't really truly me. Um, is the how I think I'd put it,
0: so yeah. I wanna underscore something you just said about you being happy about it. <laughs> this idea that you're going against tradition, going against everything that you had convinced your body that was gonna happen, the, the husband, the wonderful house, the the beautiful life that you can only ever imagine having, where you go up with your partner, you present the gifts, and like just everything we were all exposed to as young Catholics, and then coming to the understanding that that's not gonna happen, and being happy about it. I think that's so beautiful because part of the struggle is understanding that that won't come true. And I think quite a bit can be said about that. Um, I want to focus a little bit on, again, in this in this realm of theology, in kind of exploring just your place as a queer woman, exploring theology at this graduate level. Um, is it, a lonely space to be in? Are there a lot of other people who who share similar identities that are doing this? I know in my life I know so many queer theologians but they're mostly men mm-hmm. and so I'm curious if if that space is a little more welcome than than, I, than it seems to be unfortunately.
1: So um, yes yes and no. So. In just where I'm at, in the context of where I am, I'm in a more, I think, conservative environment. So it's very much a lonely space. Just first of all, to be a woman, and then be someone who, um, as a, is affirming in their queer identity. I'm not, you know, out to everybody or anything like that. But um, there's a, lo- there's a lot of um, priests and seminarians I've shared. Um, spaces in classrooms with who, um, you know, I, I believe, and I, you know, think that they're, they are members of our community, but, um, you know, that's not something that they can outwardly um, hold on to or, or claim as their own. And so um, it's lonely being in, uh, in a space like that, where um, there is this expectation that just as a woman, um, that you're, you're not as you know smart or you have to like work harder or do more things to kind of be in the same level as as the priests and seminarians that you share the classes with but um yeah so i think there are other probably environments in in like the catholic theological landscape that are probably a lot more friendly cuz i mean uh i know i've heard just wonderful stories about other schools other than my own um where <laughs> yeah, exactly but um where people i think are a lot more affirming and people are able to just find an environment that they can be fully themselves. And so I think that that is a really great space. Um, But yeah, unfortunately that's not fully my reality, but so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm envious of the people who do have that, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) I mean, we we started this conversation saying that we will refer to throughout the entirety of it as just C because of that point, there are a lot of people who you have not had a chance to come out to on a professional front um, and an academic front so let's talk a little bit about the fact that uh, aside from you pursuing this graduate degree in theology that you also work in a space in which it's not the most uh, open to to the identity in which you you inhibit mm-hmm. inhabit
1: yeah so um i've basically so alongside all of these um these catholic catholic theology degrees that i've been pursuing um it's been in pursuit of working for the church and so um, I'm currently working for the, the church in a, in a nonprofit, um, setting, but it's, it's still, I, I do have people who are affirming in that space, but, um, it's a, it's a bit tricky and it's, it's sad because it's a, you have to walk a fine line of, there are people you can share your identity with, but there's other people that you have to be more careful in sharing that with. And, um, it's, it's sad not being able to like, be full of yourself. And, um, I'm hopeful for the day that that changes. And I think that we're headed to that point. Um, but it's, it's just a very precarious space to be in because it's, um, it means not getting asked to do certain presentations. It means, um, not getting, you know, getting to make certain connections or, um, sometimes, you know, furthering your career in a certain way. So, um, you know, if you, if, if I were to be fully out to everyone, I think that that would be, um, something that unfortunately in the, in the space where I'm in right now, I think that would be like probably bad for my career right now, which is, is really sad. But, um, and also on the other side of that is that, um, so much of my life has been lived in the context of the church that a lot of my, um, just social networks are in the space of the church. And so like to come out, yeah, it's it's very scary just to think about the people that I will you know probably lose or, um, but that's another conversation. And um, yeah, so it's, it's just a very, it's exciting and it's thrilling. And it's, I think just, I feel called to be where I am, which is great. And I feel so happy in that, like I am living out what, um, you know, God has, the path that God has, like, asked me to walk. But um, at the same time, it is, is not always easy, for sure.
0: What is it like to have? Because I am very upfront in saying that, yes, I, I love my Catholic background. I, if I could, I'd go to Mass every week the way I did when, in the before times. But that is the closeness that I have with the actual church. But here you have it as your employer. You have it as something that is kind of, as you mentioned, really woven into every aspect of your life. What is it like to have the church as your as your employer and to to kind of go to it in a in a way that's so different from how many others do?
1: It's it's really tough. Like it is not it is not for everyone, queer or straight, or right? <laughs> just like it's not for everyone. Um, you really just when there's anything that is newsworthy in the church that you just like a normal Catholic would feel or sense or like experience it's just like a thousand times more intense when working for the church um just for example when um Pope Francis in October kind of made that statement or or the documentary about um him being in support of civil unions um oh yeah yeah Yeah. So like just being in a space of working for the church, just um, having to, you know, hear conversations that are very um, harmful and that you don't want to hear or be a part of, but at the same time, like also having conversations with people that you work with um, who are excited and also very affirming. And like you have, so you have this feeling of, wow, like I can't believe we're celebrating the fact that the Pope thinks that we should be able to have um, our partners be able to come into the hospital rooms when we are like getting care. Like, I can't believe we're just like celebrating this basic thing that everyone should have. But at the same time, like celebrating, like, wow, that is a huge milestone. And so it's, it's just a very, um, it's complex and um, it's, it's hard because with anything, is difficult as far as being in the LGBTQ community and with the church it's hard to go to work the next day it's hard to like like i can't believe sometimes that i work for this organization that says these terrible harmful things and like carries out so much harm to people but at the same time like it's also this divine institution that isn't you know ultimately run by these harmful people, it's, it's run by Christ, right? Like, so I think that I have to just remember that. And, um, but it's, it's so, so hard, um, sometimes. And just like, I remember just how depressed I was like when the, just the stuff that continues to come, come out about the sex abuse scandals and everything, like, it's just, you can't run away from it. And you can't, you can't just turn off the news because that's the work that you do. So, um, it's really tough. But you know, I I know that on one hand, I like right, like I could walk away because this work isn't um, isn't always edifying and it's always it's always hard in some form. But at the same time, like I know, I know personally that I am called to like be where I am. Um, so I just kind of like lean on that. I think um, just remembering that this this is what I'm called to do right now, and that may change. And like you know, God. I might feel the Holy Spirit pull, like pull me to a different calling in a couple of years or something. I don't know. But this is where I'm supposed to be for right now. So, you know, I'm just just hanging out, even though sometimes it's hard.
0: <laughs> hanging out with the Lord, just trying right. to see what he wants me to do or what they want me to do. Right. Um, have you thought about, and granted, we obviously don't want this to be the case, should anything happen, should facts be revealed to, to the people that you work with? But have you thought about the possibility of, of what that next chapter would have to be should things not go in a particular direction with in terms of acceptance in terms of um, A joyous ability to be able to love co workers for who they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I just queer Catholics who work for the church are just a very unique group of people because we have to think about changing careers even before like we actually want to, right? Um, So I know in my case, like I've already thought about backup plans. I've already thought about like the degrees I would have to get to make a career change. And I know it's just really sad because I know that there's so many people who don't have to do that. And just to be able to throw yourself in um, to whatever career that you love and, you know, know that you can stay in it no matter what um, is not something I experience and um, which is unfortunate and it like should not, you know, be that way. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I have thought about changing careers. I think about that, I think probably at least a couple times a week um, just because you have to have that, you know, that safety and that backup plan. Um, but it's it's just weird because I'm 27 and um, to think about having to change careers when I'm, you know, on the cusp of finishing like this degree and everything. And I, I shouldn't have to be already thinking about changing to something completely different, but um, that's the reality of it for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I definitely want to shift towards a more positive note. So that way we don't focus too much on this, but I think it's it's helpful for people to understand what you're going through and, and the difficulties of navigating this really really dangerous fear of wanting to be who you are in a place that hasn't always been the most welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to focus on just the beauty of queerness. And uh, I'm glad you talked about, even though you said jokingly that it's a bad lesbian movie, but like the fact that you've come to the realization of who you are, who you want to be, talk about the joys of that and and being able to to live this life. You know, you, you mentioned to me that you have a partner. Um, be able to, to just thrive in this particular area that might've been difficult to have been in even five, 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just so funny because on one hand, I think that this part of my identity hasn't always been obvious to me, but on the other, on the other hand, like, I think it's been subtly in the background, like this whole time, but, um, I mean, just in the fact that, um, I didn't always identify, I think with, a lot of the same things like my female friends did when I was little or, um, you know, just in high school or college or anything like that. But just the fact that like, I am more of a a tomboy per se. I think that, um, that's made a lot more sense just in thinking about like my identity as a lesbian and, um, just to, I think I just feel so much more myself, which is so strange to say, because I didn't always. I wasn't always cognizant of this part of my identity, but, um, I just know with my partner, I, when I'm with her, I just, um, I never knew that I could love someone so much and like love someone in the right way too, not loving someone for what they make my life look like outwardly, but someone who is genuinely like the most loving and compassionate and generous person that I could possibly imagine um so she, she's pretty incredible and um I just know that it, it it's just a it's just a different kind of love that I've ever experienced before and um it's it's just funny because I think when I was in a serious relationship with a man before and thinking about um my career working for the church it was just very much this sense of okay like i have the perfect like catholic husband and so like everybody will think i'm great and this will help my career because i look like so perfect and everything but really in in this relationship with my partner now um it's just really not about how like she makes me look but it's more about like what can I, how can I give of myself to her? And so it's, it's not me focused anymore. It's definitely like her focused. And I just think about, um, with my previous relationship with a man, just, um, that was more of a, I think a relationship that I was just always thinking about myself. And I was just always thinking about, um, how it could get me to, you know, do the next thing in my career, which is just not, not what love should look like. Right. And so I think that this relationship now is just um, just in reference to my career. It's a relationship that makes me just that everything else is not nearly as important, that this, this is the priority of my life, that this person is the priority of my life. Um, And so I, I think in this way, like, the church likes to say that queer people are like intrinsically disordered, right? But I think that, in my case, with my Catholic lesbian identity, that I've been intrinsically ordered, right? Because I just <laughs> the right ordering to my life yes. now. The right ordering. So, um, yeah, I I think that that's kind of where I'm at with like just my identity now.
0: I love that. Oh, such a beautiful way to bring this conversation to a close. This idea that we're intrinsically ordered. We yeah. figured it out. We were <laughs> able to determine yeah. who we were in the eyes of the Lord and in the eyes of ourselves because part of that is is—is the difficulty, right? We need to see it for ourselves before we allow others to see it too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I appreciate so much you being able to open up about your story and about your experiences. And I hope everyone gets a chance to do so um, just in their own time because I think to go back to what you said about clearing the path for God. All of us have our own path. It could be a winding path. It could be a narrow path. It could be much wider. It can lead to places we never would have ever imagined. But so long as we understand that that path is set for one particular purpose, and if we put a lot of time and energy into uplifting that purpose, then maybe things will turn out for the best for us. Um, So I hope people take that to heart. Um, but see, thank you so much again. And I want to end by saying peace be with you.
1: Yes. And with your spirit. <laughs>